Welcome to Should I Stay or Should I Grow, where we help you find and step into your calling. Elena Rabat has been working actively towards social change across the Americas, Europe, the Middle East, India, and East Africa, supporting individuals and organizations to increase their impact for the last 20 years. In 2011, she co-founded the Amani Institute, an award-winning global social enterprise that has helped nearly 10,000 people from over 65 countries accelerate their careers in social impact. She is also certified executive coach by the International Coaching Federation. When she is not working, she loves spending time with her husband, Ivan, daughter, Maya, and her dog, Punky. I'm Paula Castillo, and I'm joined today by Jessica Carter, and we're interviewing Elena Rabat. Elena and I worked together in a previous life at Ashoka. Elena just launched an amazing book, and she has a lot of experience with women who are transitioning careers. She also has a lot of, in addition to this amazing experiential background, she also has a second master's in positive psychology from UPenn, which is I was just telling her, if I had to do it all over again, or if I were to get a second master's, I would love to do that program. So I'm so happy to see you again, Elena. Likewise, Paula, thank you so much for the invitation. Also, Jessica, thank you very much. Happy to be here today. So, Ila, if you, if you were talking to somebody who is thinking about changing their career, what would you say to them that they need to consider? Well, that's great. That's a, I would say that it's a very common uh, situation nowadays. So the first thing is for people to know that they're very courageous. The second one is to know that it's a process. It doesn't matter if you know what you want. The why is very important because sometimes we think we want to change for the wrong reasons. We find the wrong things. If the assumptions are not correct, the solution is not correct. Why they want to change is the first question. And it could be because they had a bad bosses or bad managers. It could be because they discovered a new passion or they discovered a new skill that they didn't have. It can happen and the women because they became a mom and now they feel they see the world differently and they want something different. So that why is very important. And when we have a bit more clarity on the why, then we can understand how do we do it. But let me stop there to see if you have any questions, comments, Paula, Jessica, before I continue. I think that it's not necessarily that there is a wrong why, right? This is what I'm interpreting. But rather that we haven't really got into the crux of the matter of, of what is really moving us. What is, mm-hmm. And then we're not going deeper into understanding the heart of that why, but maybe like the, the surface level. We're not feeling great with our boss, but when we start unpacking, there's something that's mm-hmm. underneath. Exactly, that's correct. Because I always say that, or sometimes we want to switch because we have a bad manager, and then in the next place we find the same type of management. So sometimes the problems follow us. So if we go a bit deeper, then we can allow ourselves to be stopped by being followed by those problems. So that's why going deeper is very important. And I think sometimes this is true in relationships too. 
like someone or a job could be an 80% fit or an 85% fit. But for some reason, all you can feel is that 15% that doesn't feel great. And it almost overshadows everything else. And so even taking the time to figure out what that five or 15% is that doesn't feel great, you might just be able to go ahead and resolve that and then love the job where you are again, or you know really what you're trying to avoid in that next job. So that work is just so important. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes it's about yourself, not about your manager or not about the job. (laughs) Then it's also understanding what are your own shadows and what are your own triggers And if you solve that inner self with you, that inner situation, then the job is perfect, right? So that's why the why before jumping into like a drastic change is very important. I can totally relate because when I left my job in in 2017, I did not know what I was jumping to, but I just jumped. And then, you know, two two years later, over two years later, I then found my landing and I had the privilege to have that space. But looking back, I think I could have I could have built that bridge better to really understand myself. But I had gone through a lot of things in my life and I could say that my compass, my inner compass was broken. So I couldn't even tell you what I wanted or what I desired. I think reconnecting to that why is so crucial, but it's also it's not easy. It's really no, hard. It's, it's no. um, not as simple. I hear you. And, and I guess it's that because we we have not been learning how to connect with that inner self. So really going deeper is something that we should be doing more. Uh, Not only when you're switching careers, like anytime. So something that um, uh, we normally do in an organization called Amani Institute, where I give classes and I used to be a co-founder, we were saying that it's important for people to understand their biography, who they are, right? Because that's where you find the clues. So one exercise that we normally do is to help them find their awakening moments. So what is that? It's those moments when you're able to connect with something bigger than yourself. For example, I remember that I was probably 14, 15 years old, and I was about to go like dancing or night with some friends. But before doing that, I was going to the cinema with my parents. And we went to the cinema. And we want to see this movie called, in English, probably something about, it's an Iranian movie uh, called Children of Heaven. And halfway the movie, something really like was moved inside myself so hard that I was ended up crying non-stop for one hour after the movie finished. And the movie is really about these two sisters and brothers helping each other. They only have one pair of shoes and they have to really struggle through it through the full movie. And somehow I felt that uh, I was able to connect with humanity through that film. And I was moved to do something different than going dancing and having beer with her. And that is an example of an awakening moment. When you're able to see beyond yourself that there are needs, there's something that connects you with, yes, humanity, with the planet, can be a calling, people call it different ways, could be an awakening, could be a calling, could be a purpose, could be a driver. And if you're able to connect all those or identify all those awakening moments, could be movies, could be when you're traveling, could be a conversation, could be a mentor, could be a dream, could be a poem, many things. It can come in many different formats. When you're able to connect all of them, sometimes you see strengths, you see like silver linings that connect them, all of them, and you can see patterns. So you can see, hey, 
I really care about environment, or I really care about the children, or I really care about justice, or I really care about love, whatever it is. And that can help us understand why you want to do things in life, why you want to change careers. So that's an exercise that people can do very easily. It's just having a pen, having some paper, and really go back many, many years until you're like a, a child through the present and try to find those moments when you were really connected and you were really feeling that sense of wholeness with the world and with humanity. I can so relate to this and I... I can think of several. I can think of one with music and singing when I was very young. Uh, I can think of one with yoga. And it was like the first time I had ever connected with my breath. And I'm like, wow, breathing is amazing because I tend to be a breath holder. And then I can think of a time and I had almost forgotten about this, I feel like until you said that. But one of my students, when I was teaching elementary school, told me that they had pixie sticks for dinner. And I was just floored. And I I went to the counselor and asked ways that we could support this family. And now for the past three years, I've been giving back a percentage of my doTERRA income to a food pantry specifically for students mm. in these schools, because I just want to feed children. Like, how can we expect them to learn and do anything else when they're hungry? And um, so that was a very powerful moment for me. So thank you so much for sharing about awakening moments. I think it's a a really powerful thing to go back and reflect on that. Thank you, Jessica. And we can notice the emotion in the voice, right? Because that's what awakening moments create to us. It connects us with emotions for with our real self. It's not about the salary. It's not about our manager. It's not about the conditions. It's not that. It's really something so deep that we have to do it, right? That we are called to do it. So those emotions are extremely important and that's what really makes us human. So thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jess, for, for sharing that. That was so moving and um, beautiful. And I'm, I'm connecting what you're saying about meaning like we, to some of the things that we've discussed in previous episodes where some of the researchers that have studied callings, you know, what uh, work that had really satisfies us and how really at the end of the day is, is work that is meaningful. So if we shift our perspectives from finding a calling, finding that perfect thing that is this concept to finding work that is meaningful, it can be much more uh, tangible for us to to do that. And in that episode, we explore four four sources of meaning. And one of them is whether we find something that is greater than ourselves. So this is a strategy of signs of awakening to notice when we are moved is a great way to start to explore what is your calling. And I think that something is important for people that comes in this moment of I want to switch careers. There is not one right way to do it, right? It's not like one right job that you will find. It could be many. So I think that uh, the calling can be manifested in many different ways. I mean, if it's about uh, justice or it's about food rather than being like helping people not to be hungry, you can do it in many different ways. So that's the reason we want to go deeper to that why. Because when you are going deeper, you have many alternatives. If it's only about working in an NGO that work with children that need to be fed, 
then it's very short the options and it's not the correct one. That's why I go into the why it's so important that give you a bread bigger of options. Listeners, you know, we want to invite you to journal. And then after they've kind of looked over their their list and they've looked for those threads and seen how things may weave together, what are the next steps? Many people, after they find their, their why and their calling, they ask me, okay, let's be practical now. How do, do I actually get a job from that calling, right? And, and that's a very fair question to ask. So one thing that people can do is we have very basic six questions that you can follow to really, it's like a compass to help you understand what type of job you kind of are looking for. So I will go through these six questions in case it's helpful. So let's see. The first one is understanding what do you like doing? So you are the type of person that you like to interact with people directly, what we call it many times in the social sector, the beneficiaries or the people that is really on, on at the front. That means you want to be in the, in the field, right? Or you are the one of person like, no, I'm comfortable behind the computer, in an office, this is my type of work. So that's very important because that leads to different type of jobs, right? Another question that you can ask yourself is about income. So one uh, fear or something that is normally like a, uh, a hesitation or probably a barrier for many people to switch jobs or careers is, am I going to make the same income as before or not? And if you're thinking about switching to a career with meaning and impact, many people will feel that the, the salaries are lower than normal market rate in, in a company. And I would say yes and no, right? So I would say that if you compare net income in the NGO world or in the social sector world and the net income in the private sector, probably is, is lower. But that doesn't mean that you cannot have high income jobs also with impact. You can have it within a company, you can have it in the United Nations system, you can have it in big uh, NGOs, you can have it in many different places, right? But understanding the income is very important because that will define what type of job are you looking for. And also, as it is when you are switching careers, it's also important to understand what is the place of money in your life too. It's an opportunity to understand how do you want to handle money? Is money the place to measure yourself against? Is money is only because of need, is because of status? And normally people tend to say, oh, no, no, money is okay with me. As far as I can make mix end, I'm fine. But then they have some this problem. So it's important to really understand your relationship with money before you make the switch. That would be my suggestion. The third question is about if you have any specific cause or geography that is important for you. When I say cause, I mean linked to your awakening, right, or with this calling. It's about children, it's about environment and... Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's about justice. Sometimes it's about working with people that is cool. Sometimes it's about a culture that is flexible. Or could be geography. Okay, now with my family, we really want to relocate. For myself, I want to relocate to a new place, to a new region. So think about this. Causes and regions. This is also important. It will help you to narrow down your search. The other one is type of organization and environment. What does that mean? It means that... I want an organization that is organized, that I know what I do. I have a, a person that will be my boss. I have supervisor who's very vertical, it's clear, this type of culture, and I'm comfortable there. No, I want one where actually very horizontal, there are not many rules, it's very entrepreneurial, sometimes could be chaotic, and you decide. And again, it's very different job search if it's one or the other one. The question number fifth that I would suggest is about the activity. 
So are you the one that like to do the accounting or it's about fundraising or it's about the managing or it's about, I don't know, like organizing events and media. So understand the activity again, that will help you. And that doesn't mean that you need to have that background. You can always like reshuffle your skills, upskill yourself to find a job, right? So don't feel that because I don't have those skills, I cannot work in XYZ job. And the last one, it's about who you are, your experiences, right? So it could be that, hey, actually I was working in the PR, for example, and I don't want anymore to work in a company, but maybe your background, your PR skills can help you. So it's the opposite of the other one, right? The other one was, doesn't matter if you don't have them, just look at the future. The other one is maybe what you have, but you're bringing with you, is not useless. You may feel that I want to throw out this career, I don't want it anymore, but no, there, there could be a lot of treasures there that can help you to find your next job in your next career. So also bring them with you. And so I wanted, with your permission, to, to then um, read the questions from the book with a little bit of a, a, um, a change based on what you're saying so that it's beyond impact. So just to summarize the six questions, and here's a good time for you to journal. How important is it for you to interact directly with people? How important is your net income, salary, and benefits and lifestyle? And what is your relationship to money? What does it say about what you need? Number three, how dedicated are you to a particular cause, maybe mission or vision of our organization or geographic location? Next, what type of organizational culture and work environment do you prefer? What kind of, of job skills uh, would you like to exhibit in this work? Uh, would you prefer to manage, research, fundraise, advocate, or implement? What kind of organizations do your previous education and professional experiences set you up for? And here, what I would add is, what are your strengths? And how would you like to apply them to your work? Oh, these are such amazing questions. And I want to make sure our listeners know how to find this book. So we will put it in our show notes. Are there other ways that people can find you? Um, maybe a website? Thank you so much. Yes. So there are basically two good options. So the book is called The New Reason to Work, How to Build a Career that Will Change the World. And you can find it in Amazon uh, and most libraries also, uh, bookshops. And then we have a website that is uh, thenewreasontowork.com. So you're also welcome to visit us there. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today. Listeners, thank you for being here. Please uh, follow and leave a review and we will see you back next time. <laughs>